Some weeks ago, I mentioned that heaven is not the most important thing. I don't know if I mentioned it at this Mass, but if I did, what was the next thing that I said? Heaven is not the most important thing. Heaven is the only important thing. Right? Because every other thing has an expiration date. It has a term limit. And yet heaven, that eternal destination to which we are invited, that's the only thing that lasts, ultimately. Our destination is the only thing we need to have in sight. That litmus test in every single thought, action, word needs to be, does this draw me closer to heaven? And the extension of that is proclaimed so clearly in today's reading which is that if heaven is the only thing, then the greatest tragedy of any human life is sin. Even though there is great importance to some of the things that may happen to us in our lives, poverty, loss of a job, loss of family, sickness, premature death, accidents, injury, all of these things, Those are important, but none of them is the greatest tragedy of the human life. Because none of those can keep us from heaven. The worst things in the world can happen to us, and yet we can still have the most precious thing imaginable, which is our connection to God. But the worst tragedy is the one that takes away that most precious thing, which is our connection to Him. And so the truth that the church has always proclaimed is that it is actually better to be persecuted than to be a persecutor. Better to be one who is spoken ill of than to be one that's constantly speaking ill of others. Better to suffer a lot of injustice than to be one who commits those injustices. Because worse than bad things happening to me are when I do bad things and start to develop a bad character. The greatest tragedy of a human life is to sin. Our Lord is very clear about this when he says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Our Lord is not mincing his words there. He's saying sin is the worst thing. And the worst thing you can ever do to somebody is not to physically hurt them, not to uh, speak ill of them, not to make them feel bad. Those things are bad. You know what's even worse? To help someone else to sin. That's where we can think of our lives. What kind of conversations do I lead people into? Sometimes we settle for this cheap intimacy or this cheap um, kind of imitation of intimacy where we bond with someone by tearing down someone else, right? Just think back to middle school, right? Where you make the enemy of my enemy is my friend and where you're kind of close to people, but the whole time that you're talking, you're just tearing down other people and you're leading that person into sin. You're leading one of God's little ones for whom he shed his blood into sin. And we do that in so many different ways. And the Lord says, better for a millstone to be tied around our necks and for us to be thrown into the sea. In other words, better for you to even lose your physical life than to help someone lose their spiritual life. 
Then he moves on from the effect we have on other people to ourselves. And he says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Now there is he kind of saying to us, yes, take this literally and, and cut, cut your hands off. No, obviously not. He's speaking in that terms in a hyperbole, but he's dead serious about the fact that we need to sacrifice whatever is killing our spiritual lives. So in today's terms, you might say, if your iPhone is causing you to sin, throw that thing into the river. If a relationship is causing you to sin, put up some strict boundaries there. Or maybe even say, I'm sorry, if you're not leading me to heaven and there's no chance of me leading you there because you're totally closed off, we might need to rethink this. Because it is ultimately heaven that we need to be about, and anything that keeps us from there is not good. But what's beautiful in these examples is that every single thing that God said, that, that Jesus said, cut it off, you have another one of. Right? So cut off your hand, well, I still have another one. Cut off your foot, I still have another one. Cut off your, or pluck out your eye, I still have another one. And what, what does that mean? That gives us a space within which to work. To where he's not saying sacrifice everything. He's saying limit things. Use things the right way. So today he might be saying to us, you know what? The internet has been a source of temptation for you since middle school. You keep on falling into the same sins over and over and over again. It's time to actually take a stand. It's time to maybe put up a filter. Time to maybe get rid of some of the apps on your device that are causing you to fall into the same sins over and over and over again. So you don't necessarily have to throw the whole thing out, but you have to look at it and say, what parts of this are destroying my soul and what can I actually do about it? We care that much about our health sometimes. The doctor says, oh, if you don't stop uh, having this particular diet, you're, you're going to die in six months. And we say, oh, okay, I'm going to change some things up. The doctor might say, if you don't stop smoking, now that you have lung cancer, I'm, I'm sorry, this is, uh, this is not boding well for you. And you say, it's going to be tough, but I'm going to stop. But in our spiritual lives, the stakes are eternally greater, infinitely greater because they have to do with eternity. And so what might the Lord be calling us to sacrifice? Where might we need to put in boundaries, put in limits, so that we can thrive spiritually? You may have heard before, it's better to be loving than to be right. And, and that is another way in which we need to keep the most important thing primary in our lives. Very often, we just want to be right. And we do that at all costs to where we end up sacrificing love, sacrificing compassion, sacrificing understanding, because we just want to win the argument. And there, it's the same dynamic playing out, that we're choosing sin. 
We're choosing uh, something that is tearing down our character for the sake of something that's so passing, like being right in an argument, having a reputation that people look, for, uh, look up to. The Lord wants more for us. He wants nothing less than heaven. And so today we all have that opportunity. At this Mass, we have the opportunity to pray about that, to say, Lord, what is it that you need me to cut out of my life? What is it that you need me to limit? Where do I need to set boundaries? What relationships do I need to rethink? How am I spending my time? Are the things that I do, the things that I think, the things that I say, are they leading me to heaven or not? Is there any point in my life, any aspect of my daily living in which I'm consistently choosing sin over you, choosing death over life, choosing this, this kind of turning in on myself rather than opening myself up in charity to you and to your people. A paradigm for this is seen in that second reading of St. James, where he's saying wealth is not necessarily bad. It isn't like there is a, a magical cutoff in your income. And if you're above that, you're not going to go to heaven. If you're below that, no matter what you do, you're okay. No, this isn't the Communist Manifesto. This is the gospel. And, and, and what St. What James says here is that if you have put your trust in your wealth, if everything you do is all about getting more here during these decades of life at the expense of others... You're going to reap what you sow, which is a few years of enjoyment here and then an eternity of being isolated from everybody and the God who loves you. Because that's how you chose to live, and so God will respect that choice for all of eternity. He's saying, your wealth has rotted away, your clothes have become moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and that corrosion will be a testimony against you. It will devour your flesh like a fire. You have stored up treasure for the last days. Behold, the wages you withheld from the workers who harvested your fields are crying aloud. See, this is just one example, but if it's, a, it's of a principle that applies to more than just money. It's in the things that I pursue, am I willing to just bulldoze over other people, their needs, their concerns, their feelings? In this case, it's in pursuit of money, withholding wages from workers, right? That great injustice of saying, for me to gain a little bit more, I'm okay with other people not being able to have their needs met. But we do that in terms of the emotional needs that we have. Oh, I want people to think highly of me. And the quickest way to that is if in conversation I tear down this other person. Because then at least the focus is there. At least they're not looking at my faults. We got a magnifying glass to his or to hers. In so many different ways, we end up sacrificing love for the sake of something so much less. Reputation, possessions relationships that might not be healthy. And it's that that the Lord is calling us to flip around. He's not saying cut off your hands, feet, and pluck out your eyes. He's saying look deeply into your life and see what aspects of that life need to be changed. See what needs to be sacrificed. And, and this God, the beautiful thing about it is that even though when we think about that, we think, I don't know if I'm capable of it. I've been living this way for so long. This is the God who gave you life and calls you to life in abundance. Anything he takes away is only for the sake of giving something better. 
Anytime that He calls you to sacrifice, this is the God of the resurrection who gives new life, breathes new life into you. So if you cut off your hand, He gives you something better. If you take away something in your life that is destroying you, He gives you the opportunity to live at a higher level, to have more fulfillment, more joy. Because ultimately what He wants us to cut away are not pieces of ourselves. There are things that we have mistakenly identified ourselves with. Ultimately, he cuts away any sin like a doctor cuts away a cancer. He takes that which is destroying us and wants to take that out so that we can finally have life to the full once more. So at this Mass, we ask him, Lord, what do you need to cut out of my life? What do I need to limit? Where do I need to set new boundaries? So that that which kills me can be cast off. And you who give me life, I can embrace more fully today.